The Paso County DEC is providing this podcast as a public service in order to let you know more about the issues and ideas which Democrats have identified as being very important for voters and also to provide a forum for Democratic candidates for office. Our podcasts are open to anyone interested in how Pasco Democrats are dealing with the important issues of the day. You can check out our PascoDems.com website and also on Facebook, Pasco Dems, and the views expressed by the guest and host on our podcast are their own. Not the views of the Pasco County Democratic Executive Committee. Today's guest is Amy Weintraub, who is the uh, Reproductive Rights Program Director for Progress Energy. And Amy, I wonder if you tell us what you basically do in that position. Well, sure. At Progress Florida, I um, work to identify and educate and activate Floridians around reproductive health care issues. And that includes birth control and comprehensive sex ed in our schools and also uh, guaranteed access to abortion. And um, and with my partners here at Progress Florida, who work on a, a wide variety of other sort of social justice and environmental justices, we we work to push Florida toward a more progressive future. Okay. Now, given all that, and I'm sure there are a lot of things that happen, but what are most one of the most current issues right now that you are dealing with? Well, um, you know, we are gearing up for the. 2023 Florida legislative session, which begins, you know, just in a couple of weeks, less than a couple of weeks on March 7th. And so we are sort of bracing ourselves for the type of onerous legislation that DeSantis has and his cronies have up their sleeves. Mm -hmm. And for example, last night we saw a really bad uh, comprehensive sex, not comprehensive, a, a really bad sex ed bill was filed and um you know there are bills coming out about banning books and about other civil liberties issues and then of course the one that i'm most concerned about is um, a ban on abortion even earlier in pregnancy than than they passed last year so you remember last year they passed the 15-week abortion ban so now we're hearing we're hearing that, that, that it may be, the, the bill that comes out this year may be even way more restrictive. Like, right. I'm yeah. six, five weeks. Yeah, right. The, the so-called, almost like heartbeat bill, right? Well, that's the word that our opposition uses. You know, there's no heartbeat in a clump of, of, of cells that right. makes up an embryo that early. It is some um, cellular activity that, you know, people our opposition wants to conflate with a heartbeat because that, you know, that works to their, but it is not a heartbeat. Now, what what is it that we could do? I think anybody, but what, what, why can't there be some real education going on out there in terms of the media and so forth to make people aware that, you know, that really is the so-called heartbeat really is a, it's a nonsensical term. Right. I mean, it is up to each of us. It is up to each of us to talk about these issues on our on our social media threads and in interactions with the press, like the way that I'm doing right now with you, uh, letters to the editor, um, commenting on articles that are, you know, online, that sort of thing. That all that all is helpful. But the other thing is just talking about abortion in everyday conversation. Um you know, not being afraid 
or reticent about bringing it up as a normal healthcare thing or a normal Mm -hmm. um, social justice issue, every time that we talk about it with people who aren't used to it, it it serves to destigmatize it. People get used to hearing about it Mm -hmm. and educating them further on things like, well, um, you know, like, if someone calls um, a, a ban on abortion something like a so-called heartbeat bill, correct them on it, you know, and say it's not. Don't don't feed into the opposition's narrative. Let's let's get things right and let's be in sync with science and and you know medicine and call things what they really are. Now, is there is there any attempt on the part of uh, Progress Florida and your uh, the people that work with you in your division to try to get information out? Like the doctor's offices or something where, where people might have a chance to sit and read while they're you know, waiting for an appointment or something. It's a little tricky to um, to get through to like regular doctor's offices with this kind of thing. Um, a lot of folks, a lot of healthcare practitioners shy away from it because they consider it politically charged, even if they uh-huh. are fully aware that you know their patients need access to care and that sort of thing. They don't want to bring politics into their waiting rooms. Now, um, the exception to that can be a um, comprehensive reproductive health care providers like, you know, like abortion, uh, independent abortion providers and certainly Planned Parenthood where, where that kind of thing is allowed and is done. Mm-hmm. Um, but regular old, you know, hospital waiting rooms and doctor's offices, it's, it's very, it can be very difficult for our movement to interface with them, even when they agree with us. So that's one of the major things that faces you, right, in trying to get the truth out there. It's true. This, this, I, this, this stigma that surrounds abortion really haunts, um, haunts, uh, you know, all of our communications. And it's outrageous because it is such a, safe and common procedure just remember that one in four american women will access abortion care during their childbearing years one in four it's something everyone knows someone who's had an abortion even if they're not aware of it because people don't talk about it if everyone who had an abortion talked about it it would be just like talking about a root canal yeah yeah and i i wasn't even aware of that uh, statistic wow (laughs) anyway um i guess maybe when i talk about issues i mean it's I don't know, DeSantis and, and his thugs out there in the, in the legislative land and the things they're doing to us at this point, I, I, it's really difficult to believe we're living in America at this point, given some of the things they're trying to do, whether it's book spanning or what have you. But as a former teacher, I just sit back sometimes and just, you know, I, I've mentioned this before to some other people. I, I was lucky enough to graduate in philosophy in college and uh, in my high school teaching career, I actually had a chance to introduce a course on uh, introduction to philosophy. And we talked about all sorts of things in that. Now, this was in Massachusetts. And we talked about did God exist, you know, all sorts of things that I thought 17, 16, 18-year-old kids would like to talk about. And it was always a fascinating thing. I get the feeling today that if I started teaching and I wanted to do something like that, I'd be fired in the spot. Right. I mean, the idea of even discussing philosophy seems seems like outlandish in this current day and age. Um, it seems as if DeSantis is set on his narrow vision of uh, religious extremism should become the norm. I mean, I know that you've been following what's happened at New College and mm-hmm. you know, in, in Sarasota, and it is shocking 
to take, you know, what what is a sort of flagship public mm-hmm. arts college and reshape it into into a uh, what he's you know the the idyllic for him is this small ultra conservative Christian college up right. in the upper Midwest. Right. And, I mean, Hill, it, Hillsdale reinvented. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, and yeah, and so I, I absolutely agree with you that we can hardly even predict what's going to come next. Right. Now, we talk, we talk about politics, we talk about religion. For, for a moment, let's, let's talk about religion. Now, how does your group deal with religious leaders in the area of reproductive rights? Well, we have, um, in, in our um, larger Reproductive Freedom Coalition, we have many people of faith and faith leaders who are involved and who see um, that reproductive freedom is part of a uh, normal contemporary society and that it, and they agree that it should be part of any, any modern healthcare system, mm-hmm. the access abortion care. And so we have ministers and rabbis and people of the Muslim faith who are active in our movement. Catholics for Choice is a a member of our coalition, for example. And so we're really, really pleased to have people who, you know, who who, who see beyond the dogma of the extremists within within the Christian, within the Christian religion and, and come on board. Yeah, that's good to know. I wasn't aware of that, but I think that's that has to bode somewhat well for the future. Let's talk about what other kind of issues can you think of that we ought to be aware of as Democrats? Because at late at some point, I'll ask you what should Democrats be trying to do. But before we get there, let's talk more about if there are any other issues um, that might come to mind that you have to deal with all the time. Yeah, well, one thing that I think we might have touched on this last time I was on your show, but one of the things that I believe we'd really need in this era of restrictions on abortion, and, I, and I'm not sure if you wanted me to jump from abortion, but this is a different, a slightly sure. different topic. Yeah. Um, yeah. We need to, we need to learn how people can self-manage their abortions. Uh. Uh, abortion pills are so safe and they are being shipped into United States households by international mail every single day mm-hmm. from from overseas uh, medical practices and pharmacies. And people who care about folks being able to access abortion need to know how they can share this information without getting themselves into legal trouble. And sharing information is protected under our First Amendment. We're not giving medical advice. We're not giving legal advice. We're just sharing information that's available publicly on websites through the World Health Organization and others. And I believe that, you know, no matter what laws pass, People are still going to need access to abortion, and we mm-hmm. can manage on our own. But we've mm-hmm. got to know how. And so, anyway, um, on March 22nd, for example, Progress Florida is having a self-managed abortion, safe and supported training online that anyone oh. can anyone can attend. And, and visiting our website, progressflorida.org, is you'll uh, folks can find the registration page and. Just, you know, knowing, having those tools so that in the future, if abortion is restricted here, we will be able to help people still get the care that they need. Right. And if the uh, inevitable uh, uh, 
pushback from Republicans saying, oh, no, you can't do that. That's not right. That's not good for human beings, et cetera, et cetera. What would you say to them? That the abortion medication is not good? Yeah. Is that, well, it is so safe. And by safe, I mean safer than, say, Viagra, safer than penicillin, safer than Tylenol. Like, that's how safe it is. And so... Uh, it's I uh, their idea of what's good for people and what isn't is entirely different than what you know modern medicine says. Right, and sometimes you have the feeling that we're talking very often about the medieval ages and the uh, understanding that some uh, in science would have about how things are with human beings and what we know today. I and mean, now we have progressed a long way in what we know in our cumulative knowledge about uh, medicine and so forth, but it's like some people still have their feet stuck in the past. Here, here. Um, you're absolutely right. And ideas around morality can be stuck in the past. Ideas about women's bodily autonomy can be stuck in the past. But at Progress Florida, we know that once someone's decided to have an abortion, they should be able to access that without shame, without stigma, and without undue restriction. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's what we're working toward. And and, I, and honestly, that's what the majority of Floridians want to. Poll after poll shows that Floridians do not want to see these restrictions. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that what you're probably going to ask next, which <laughs> is, well, why do we keep electing people who see yeah. things so and that that is the question, right? That is the $600,000 question or whatever yeah. the dollar amount is. Speaking, Why? Yeah, speaking about money for a moment, what would be, if there is such a thing as an average cost of an abortion mm-hmm. in terms of well, money? Yeah, in Florida, um, the cost of, if, if, if someone was to go to a local provider, um, the cost for getting abortion pills or um, having, you know, an abortion procedure early in pregnancy isn't that different. Um, it does vary from, from clinic to clinic, but I would say an average between six and $700. Okay. That's, I just wondered about that, and I was just thinking if anybody listening might want to know, well, that's kind of a good little thing that kind of took back there and so forth. Okay, now... Yeah. Along those lines, before we move on, interestingly, um, acquiring abortion pills through the mail can be much more affordable. Mm -hmm. And so even even aside from the restrictions, the fact that these pills are not available from overseas actually has made it more accessible for some people who couldn't afford the six or seven hundred dollars. I, yeah, and, I was just yeah. as you were saying that, Amy. I was I was reading something earlier today, and you probably have already read it. There was a Republican representative, oh, someplace out west, maybe it was in Alaska, uh, but who uh, had said, you know, when we're looking at our budget, we could save an awful lot of money in terms of uh, let's not take care of the kids who are who are being brutalized and so forth. You know, they'll just die, and we can save all this money. And he's finally getting some pushback. But I couldn't believe that in this day and age, somebody would actually say something like that it, it, it goes beyond the pale people but. are so clueless and so insensitive it, it, it I, they never cease to amaze me about the dumb things that are you know that people feel they get a pulpit and then they they just speak with such ignorance yes yes it's almost yeah I have a theory about that, but I won't go into it right at the moment but at the, so let's <laughs> let's do this let's now talk about Democrats who are listening to this 
What should Democrats be trying to do at this point? And there's many facets, I'm sure. Right. I mean, we it, for one thing, we need to stay engaged with the electorate all year round and not just wait until, you know, right before the 2024 election to start gearing up. Mm-hmm. Um, those of us who are active and are at the precinct level need to continuously be reaching out to new Democrats who move into our precinct and get involved with the party, get involved with our local clubs. Of course, all of that is empowering and inviting our friends and neighbors to, who are Democrats to join us in these efforts is critical. Right. Um, we are not a red state. We still are you know, we still are a 50-50 red-blue state. We, there's still great potential for us to, to, to succeed in the future, but we have to be committed to it more than just a few weeks before the election. Uh-huh. And the other thing is to hold these Republicans accountable. We know that the majority of Floridians don't agree with many of the shenanigans that are going on. So it's really important that we call out the extremists and post about it on our organizational websites, on our personal um, social media feeds. Don't let them get by with this stuff while we just sit here quietly rolling our eyes or talking gossip about it among ourselves. Let's call them out. Don't be quiet. I like that. That, That's good. Anything else you can think of that you might want to have Democrats do? I think you covered a lot now, but is there anything else? Of course, we should be continua, you know, continuing to meet, even with yes, even with the Republicans um, in mm-hmm. their offices, their home, in their home districts, and if we can get to Tallahassee, meet with them there. Create drama when we're in Tallahassee. I understand there are going to be all these changes on the Capitol campus. Oh yeah, that we're yeah. About <laughs> you know, have rallies and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, find ways to do it that. Yeah. Try to keep yourself out of trouble, but still find ways to get your point across, even if you're edging right up yeah. to, you know, challenging the new the new restrictions that we're facing. It is so undemocratic, isn't it? I mean, I know. He calls us I was thinking about that. that talk to our legislators. That thing that happened today where they're going to say, look, if you want to do a demonstration or something in Tallahassee inside the Capitol, it's got to be consistent with what DeSantis says is okay. You know, it's it's as if it's as if, quite frankly, that in the long run, if they have power, they're saying, "Okay, I don't want people. They might reason out that we're wrong, but if we have the power, we can stop them from doing any reasoning and so forth." And that's so terribly wrong. Anyway, well, isn't it undemocratic? Yeah. I mean, ultimately, isn't yeah. it suppressing yeah. dissension? Isn't it? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I'm going to give you a chance to tie a ribbon on it, Amy. Anything finally you want to say? Um, folks, it is so very important to stay engaged. Pick a topic that means a lot to you. Maybe it's abortion rights, but maybe it's not. Maybe it's environmental rights. Maybe it is racial justice. But but find it and then find the groups in your community who are working on that and get involved. We need folks more than we ever have before. We need you. Okay. Well, thank you, Amy. And coincidentally, tomorrow morning I'm doing a, a podcast with a woman from the Sierra Club. So <laughs> you, you hit something on it that uh, was kind of coincidental. Anyway, thank you very much, Amy. I'm sure we'll be back to talk to you again in the future. Thanks again. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.